Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Lisa Meese, and I am joined by Bonnie and Leah talking about our one cool STEM thing. Leah already talked about Greta Thunberg, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. Yes. So my question for you, Leah and Bonnie, is what science fiction movie or book would you like the future to be like? Dun, dun, dun. I just stare. Just stare at me. I just stare. stare. So it's stare there's Bonnie, always, no pressure. There's always, you know, Firefly. Oh, correct. And Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Farscape. Yep. I'm not really sure if that... Well, it's sci-fi. Yeah, it's sci-fi. Uh, yeah, definitely I was sci-fi. like, it's not in the future. <laughs> I don't think. There's also um, Starship Troopers. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> wait yeah. oh. I don't think anybody's going to pick that one. Would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? Um, Timelines. Future I'm history. Just, not I'm always gonna fun. I'm going to go with... the um, crazy years. <laughs> I like it. You know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to go with one of my favorite book series by uh, Julian May. Yes. She has a whole line of a series of books that she was writing in like the 80s maybe gotcha. so it's funny when she gets to like our time like i think by 2002 we have flying egg cars oh she did get she they cars. have these disposable flat things i think they call them plaques okay they're like disposable tablets yeah all right like like a think of like a flash drive but a tablet you can reload it but they're also like disposable so that was pretty cool. Interesting. But no, there there there's mind powers and they've joined a um what do you call it? Like a collective of aliens. There's like five races that all work together. And gotcha. The humans have colonized other planets and there's there's like a Scottish heritage planet <laughs> and nice. stuff like that. And then there's also another suit in that same universe where they find a gateway. Someone builds a gateway to go back in time to the Pliocene epic, Ooh. like pre-humans. Like Star Donut. Oh, sorry, Stargate. I call it Star, Star Donut. It's, it's one way. You can only go back. Okay. You can't go oh, it's forward, a back way. forward. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Ooh, I so like that's, it. that's the one I'm going to pick. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, I don't think mine's going to necessarily be a surprise. Well, maybe it will be. Because, I mean, um, uh, last episode I talked about Star Wars and I talked about Carrie Fisher. Uh, well, last two episodes. And Katie's um, big secret. <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> My husband's still quite like miffed a little bit. What do you mean she doesn't like Star Wars? I'm like, we're dealing with it. Katie doesn't like Star Wars. We're we're having an intermission. You we know, just can't tell her we, when. We were talking about diversity of thought. They it's are all Katie. No, Star she. Wars it's fans. a collective. It's a Borg thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm planning her wedding. It's going to be Star Wars themed. So many great. I know. I know. But it's my friend features. Katie. <laughs> no, I hear you absolutely. But it's just a, it's a very fun in joke that we play with yes. back and forth all the Fair. time. Um, I'm gonna go with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because <laughs> uh, I love my meaning of life is 42. I love irreverence. I love 
the um the the book within a book you know what i mean like the actual guide and how unhelpful it is (laughs) but yet how funny it is and all the different planets to go to and all the different ways to travel i don't know it gets me in all the right places i mean that you know dolphins thanks for all the fish i mean like yeah yeah i think to to change things up and to always keep it interesting and light i'd i'd have to go with i want to live in hitchhiker's guide of the galaxy Preferably the restaurant at the end of the universe. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which may or may not be there at this. <laughs> Excellent. But Lisa, what is yours? Well, so you mentioned Starship Troopers, which made me think of Heinlein and made me think of my first Heinlein story, The Menace from Earth, where the only thing really that resonated with me there is that they got to fly. They were living on the moon and they mm-hmm. could put on wings and fly in this big bubble. And that I always Ooh. wanted to do. Oh, that sounds like fun. Because, you know, microgravity, right? Right. Um, but in terms of the the future that I'd actually like to see, I have to go with Star Trek. And I think that's a very, mm. very good answer. And yes. um, which is, you know, not really a surprise from me <laughs> in part because we rebranded Starbase Indy to celebrate Star Trek's vision of the future. Yeah. But we picked it very intentionally, not just because we were a Star Trek convention historically, but because uh, Roddenberry's vision paints the future as hopeful. It does. It, it paints the human race as a bunch of people who are going to put aside our petty swa- squabbles, build mm-hmm. spaceships, and go adventure the universe. Right. Explore Ex- in the sense of building connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we'll let go of some of the things uh, you know that are such problems now. You know, the planet burning. Little things. Th- those sorts <laughs> of things. Not helpful. Right. So, <laughs> and, and Star Trek also plays right into my pick. Oh, look at that cool stem thing. Yes. Love it when a plan comes together. Right. (laughs) Who is your one cool thing girl? My one cool thing girl is Mae Jemison. Yay. And she is the first African-American woman in space. Yes. She is the only person who has played an astronaut, you know, on the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek and also been in space. Right. Which is particularly cool. She's the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say that You're definitively. Right. I was, yeah, no, I'm with you. Because I, I didn't know either. Because I, I haven't like, wow. done yeah. enough research to know that for sure. Gotcha. Um pretty sure she's the one who's been on Star Trek and also an astronaut. Because right. if I was an astronaut, I'd be like, get your butt on Star Trek. Uh, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Be yeah. like, that'd be fun. Yeah, she met LeVar Burton <laughs> and he found out she was a Star Trek fan and he was like, come play, come Absolutely. be on our show. Absolutely, yeah. And she was not only a fan, but she was inspired to go into the sciences by watching Nichelle Nichols playing Uhura. Yes, absolutely. At, when she was a kid. And she needed that inspiration because... Mm-hmm. When she told her teachers when she was in kindergarten that she was going to be a scientist, they were like, oh, you mean a nurse, sweetie. Oh, groan. Right? Yeah. Like, <sighs> really? Okay. Cool. But um, I know. Just uh, let her have her dream. <laughs> right. And, you know, they, they, they want, probably wanted her to be realistic and, you know, and which is sure. not necessarily super helpful. Right. Exactly. Don't be a dream killer. Mm-hmm. Be a dream inspirer. Or, you know what? Yeah. Give it a shot. Right? Exactly (laughs) so. What's the worst that can happen from shooting and trying your, you know, your dreams, your passion? 
Yeah. So, you know, Star Trek, and this has been, this is one of the reasons that we celebrate it because it has inspired a lot of people to go on to careers in mm-hmm. science and technology. Yeah. Um, and so that piece is really cool. So Mae Jameson was in space for 190 hours, 30 minutes, and 23 seconds. Oh, look at mm. that. More than and, me. And <laughs> it, right, right. I was, I was talking to someone on the way here, and I said this, and I'm like, she's only been in space that long. She's like, yeah, well, um, Lisa, how long have you been in space? I'm like, oh, there yeah, you most go. of us, that's zero. <laughs> exactly. The, the thing I found really fascinating about this statistic, though, is that they have it down to the second, which means, you know, there's a yeah. line somewhere mm. that's like, you are no longer on Earth. You are in space <laughs> yes. right now. Exactly. And then you are back from space right now. And I just like that concept is super fascinating to me. It Not is. fascinating enough for me to actually research and be able to tell you what it is, but you know, conceptually. That's okay. Right? Yeah. So she went around the earth 127 times. Nice. When she was on the space station, she started her shifts with hailing frequencies open. Yes. <gasps> in I love tribute it. to Uhura. Beautiful. And one of the things that I really like about her is she has this blend of science and the arts. Mm. Wasn't she a, yeah. a ballerina? She's a, she's a dancer, a early, early. Oh, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, and she has a dance studio in oh. her home, and she has choreographed shows. Oh, nice. When she went into space, she took an Alvin Ailey dance troupe poster with her. Oh. And a picture of the first... Uh, African-American to get their international pilot's license. Bessie Coleman. Bessie Coleman. Yes, yes absolutely. Impressive that you both had that name yes. off the top of your head. There's a Your Gal Friday about Bessie Coleman. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things. She she died very early. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, oh, but she, you know, she she never got that dream of a, a flight school for African-Americans. And then uh, I saw that May took her picture in space. I'm like, yeah, but her memory's been in space. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, and that's one of the things, right? You never know what sort of inspiration people give to future generations. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So she plant seeds. Yeah, absolutely. You took. She took those two pictures and a West African statue. So that sort of different uh, perspective. With her dance career, she started studying dance at eight or nine and learned several different styles. Nice. Um, And so, as we we were talking earlier, different ways of looking at the world Mm -hmm. lead to better outcomes and so looking at the world kinetically has that value absolutely um and in when she was in college she choreographed a musical and dance production and so she kept that alive oh very cool i wonder if it was an outlet almost at the same time you know what i mean like an expression you know what i mean like if I were to get a boxing bag and just kind of punch stuff out for a little bit, it would turn off my nonprofit mind for a little bit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and she's got such an interesting mix because she has a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. Nice. A bachelor's degree in African and African American studies. Cool. She has her medical degree. She has, you know, and she was a practicing doctor for a while. She mm-hmm. was in the Peace Corps and this dance piece. So she's clearly a well-rounded individual. Yes. Um, and of course. She got into NASA. She didn't stay in NASA a super long time. Mm-hmm. She resigned uh, pretty early and because she wanted to go uh, found some companies with some of the technology. Like you do. Go, girl. Right, yeah. like you do. And um, she is currently doing a really cool thing. There's a DARPA-funded initiative 
that is called the um, 100 YSS, 100 Year Spaceship. Gotcha. And so the mission statement of this organization is we exist to make the capability of human travel beyond our solar system a reality within the next 100 years. Ah, nice. So they're dedicated to identifying and pushing the radical leaps in knowledge and technology needed to achieve interstellar travel while pioneering and transforming breakthrough applications that enhance the quality of life for everybody on Earth. So she's just got this small little project that she's working right, on. Right, exactly. Just a little so, thing. I right? mean, just like weekends, a couple hours. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, no, that's cool. she's no, got to have time for the dance. <laughs> and have a happy. And, and one of the things. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is phenomenally yeah, no, is like phenomenal. awesome. That's a lot to take on. But it's like, who else? somebody's got to take that on. Somebody's got to get us there. So I and, love it. And the thing that's really uh, impressive about the way they have this positioned is not only is it we're going to go to another planet in the next mm-hmm. hundred years, but also let's look at the technology that comes from figuring out how to do that right. and leverage it here. Exactly. Like, I mean, we would never have than Tang. Tang. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like it's a Jinx. little better than Tang. Yes, there you go. Or maybe maybe it's just more Tang. You know, but these I'll things, take more Tang. <laughs> right? And a lot of people um, look at the the money and the effort spent to learn things like how are we going to put a colony on the moon? How are we going to get out of the solar system? And I'm like, well, shouldn't we be using that here? Don't we use that here though? But we do use it here and the synergies and the human spirit of exploration and invention Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff gets leveraged and you never know where that's going to lead. Right. Exactly. Velcro is another example Mm -hmm. too that came from basically NASA technology and space technology and we now have Velcro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we, there's this whole narrative that these programs are silly and wasteful. And I, I just saw the thing about the pen again recently. I love the pen. Space pen. My dad had one. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and so when, when people are trying to denigrate our efforts to do these things, they Mm -hmm. talk about like, well, the Russians used a pencil and, Okay, but cool means, the pro- but yeah, but, but, but a pencil sure. in space is a real problem because it graphite is. is conductive. Exactly, and if you break, it the breaks off, tip as off of that pencil, mm-hmm. now you've got a fire in a spaceship, and that's bad. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so uh, the inventor of the pen put his own money into it, sold them to NASA for like three bucks a piece. But now we have a pen that writes upside down. I know. Do we need a pen that writes upside down? Sometimes I mean, it's cool that we do. <laughs> it gives us this new technology and. That ability to pressurize these small containers mm-hmm. and keep it under standard pressure has some value in other industrial applications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think there's sky's the limit of more applications that could be thought of that we could use. I think it's great. I love innovation. I love mm-hmm. new things. I love the what if. What if we did this? Yes, please. <laughs> Let's try that. Yeah. So... That's um, that's kind of the the overview of what she's done. She's written a couple of books, a memoir, of, you know, history of herself and her life for kids, oh, which nice. makes a lot of sense to me because you know she was inspired by a public figure, and then now she right. has kind of come full circle and has this opportunity and potential to be that to inspiration be to that others. In, yeah, to be that inspiration for others. Aww. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> And then it continues, and then it continues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the gloriousness about it. <laughs> yeah, and she's just touched people in a lot of ways. She's been a professor, and she has founded a biosentient corp and uh, gotten licensed to commercialize some of the technology that has come out of NASA. Gotcha. So, And this is how this works, right? Yeah. The, a lot of the basic research that we're doing right now is funded in some way 
by the government because it's a public good. We don't know where that basic research right. is going to turn into technology. Mm-hmm. And then we need companies to go commercialize that technology and make it so you can buy a pen. Right. Well, right upside down. Exactly. Right? So, and with her medical degree, some of the technology she's working on is medical and... That makes so, sense, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's in her wheelhouse. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. You go with what you know, but then you push yourself to explore further, you know? So, I like that. That's that sweet. combination of inspiration and really practical, how do we make the world better right now? Right, exactly. Is, I find really inspiring. Yes. I love that she's still on the circuit. Yes. (laughs) Talking to people, uh, mostly talking to kids. But you know what? Talk to kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, they are. They're ready for you, too, is the other Mm -hmm. thing, too. They're just like, what do you got? I got you got a challenge for me. I got this. Yeah. So I have May in the Lego set. Yeah. The yes. little women in space. She's one yes. of the figurines in there. Oh, she's adorable as a little minifig. And one of my favorite things about her is a quote from her her mom when she was trying to decide of whether or not to become a doctor or a ballerina. Uh-huh. And her mother told her, well, you know, if you... If you're a doctor, you can still dance. Mm-hmm. But if you dance, you can't doctor. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and I think her foundation is named after her mother. Because the Aww. foundation is the Dorothy Jemison Foundation for Excellence. Aww. And that's actually the group that made the winning bid for the 100-year Starship Project. Oh, my gosh. No. That is too cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>